Good morning, everyone. Welcome to ARO Animal Connection. Good morning, Carol. Good morning, Mick. How are you this morning? Very good. On this fine Saturday morning. It's so crisp out. Your weather's here, isn't My it? My weather is here, although we need some white stuff. Sure. <laughs> well, Dino, It'll be great. We need a little sprinkling of it, don't you think? Yeah, it'll but, come. Yeah, it'll come. it'll come. Although I think I heard something. Now I could be wrong, but I think I heard something like we're almost to hit the record of the longest streak or something for no snow or something, mm-hmm. like measurable snow. So I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah, I've. My, this is my eight-year anniversary. It is of being in Des Moines. Wow. As of Thursday, time flies. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. And that very first day. We got bombarded with a big snowstorm. I remember storm. that, yeah. Couldn't even get to work. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I also don't think you had gray hair back then. No, I didn't. And <laughs> <laughs> oh. enough said about that. Yeah, we'll move on from that. So. Is that my married or my, anyway, yeah, well, yeah, or, or my work? Be uh, careful. You never know who's <laughs> listening. Wife or boss. <laughs> I'm from Danano either way. <laughs> uh, well, good morning, everyone. As Mick said, we're here from the Animal Rescue League, yep. ARL Animal Connections, and um, we're going to talk about all sorts of fun stuff today. People can call in at 284-1040 uh, with questions, and we had some submitted on our website, www.arl-iowa.org, uh, this and, week as well. Yeah, and... It's fun stories, questions about behavior, all the good stuff. We're going to have our trivia question again today. Yes, which will be holiday-related, and you've got a doozy. I I walked in this morning, and Mick already had it, and I was like, I have no idea. So that's a good one. It's It's very very different. It is. It's very different. So the little bit of a hint is Mick is from Australia, so... (laughs) (laughs) And it's not a surfboard for Christmas. There you go. Okay, so one of the, I I just I watched it again this morning, mm-hmm. um, but and it still gives me goosebumps. But this these wildfires, which are horrific yeah. out in California, absolutely horrific. One of the things that went kind of viral this week was you know this hero that I don't think even people knew his name. He declined interviews at the time and da da da. But he saw a bunny running towards you know, the Mm -hmm. wildfire, and he gets out and he goes over to try to get the rabbit away from the fire, and um, you can watch the video on Yeah, I I was watching it with you here, and he was very distraught. He was. He's very worried about that rabbit, and then he obviously... Um, helped the rabbit. Yep, and he moved ended him up out of the it. fire. Yep. Yeah, got the fire, got the rabbit out of the fire. And Humanity, absolutely. And you know, people. I've heard people. You know, oh, that's crazy. You know, guy's going to get hurt. You know, all the whole thing. The point to me was, you know, the great humanity and compassion this man saw mm-hmm. needed to happen for this rabbit, and he you know did that to save this rabbit but at that moment his compassion and humanity came out what a, yeah. what a hero from that aspect and yeah. sometimes you just need that you know you need those hero moments for animals yeah. too we're know? their advocates yeah no absolutely. matter what you know it's yeah absolutely not much more you can say no I've there isn't no words for it, there but. isn't but i just i it's just so cool that uh he was there saw that and leapt out to do something about it and help yeah. help this one rabbit so very cool it's very cool so at the end of every show mick and i always say paw it forward and we're that's kind of what we're talking about is you see something that can happen or needs to happen for an animal and that you step forward and um we all do that together yep. um to 
pot forward you know you see a dog that maybe you know chained up outside all the time and the people unfortunately can't walk it and for whatever reasons and you know you see if you can walk it and give it a walk or you know yep and there's groups out there that provide including the animal rescue league like houses for dogs yep. um yeah Food get, get them off those times. chains yep. um there's a lot of stuff too that animals left on chains the social aspect the biting the more likely to yep. so chains aren't a great thing but yes get them out you got a neighbor that may not be feeling well or just let them out there and stretch their legs or yep you know bag of food who knows yeah see a bunny that needs help exactly pull over and get it some help so um anyway so i just thought it was really cool messaging this week as we enter the holiday season about humanity and compassion and all that and so worrisome about those wildfires in california for the people and the animals and um yeah extremely scary i come from a country where well well, it's like california just on the other side of the world dry and they're scary yeah i've been in them and they're really scary yeah so anyway thinking about everybody in california with that situation yes gets better very soon so Anywho, um, last week we also had a call from a guy who had a question about mm. Cooper's hawk was flying around and was grabbing his pigeons. Yep. And what potentially could be done for that. And I've talked to numerous people, actually. When we said last week we would um, do some homework and see, because you and I both weren't familiar with what to do no about Cooper's hawk Cooper's in that hawk. situation. <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't get a lot of great hey you can do a b and c and that'll solve your problem it yeah. kind of became a you know uh, this is wildlife cooper's hawks that's what they do they take them out while they're flying they and they migrate cooper's hawks right so right yeah. um somebody had suggested uh you know can you get one of those you know <clears throat> big plastic something like an owl or something yeah. is there something that cooper's hawks are worried about like that mm-hmm. that you could put in the trees of the area and they'd be more worried about this owl plastic owl and the and the answer i kind of got from that uh was a no um it's just because they're up high right yep so uh really it came down to you know not a lot you can do about that other than you know build a big inside sort of aviary inside being you know outside but where the pigeons could be inside fly around right right and wait for the cooper's hawks to finish migrating right yeah so anyway i wanted to make sure we address that after we nature does its thing sometimes it does yeah so and unless we can do stuff and sometimes we just can't um yep. but you know so if, unless we can do something you know like i look at like my chickens you know chickens aren't pigeons but you know my chickens are in a coop and um the taj coop the taj coop so that it's they, a lovely coop is what i mean <laughs> it's a large thing so yeah you've got a fabulous coop well you know that way they can be inside i don't have to worry about the hawks and stuff with them and they can yep. still stretch their legs yep. that sort of thing so yeah anyway so i wanted to get back and address that issue um what else? Yeah. and you spoke at iowa state yeah. university this um, week each year i'm lucky enough to get in, or for many years now yeah. invited up and i uh, do some lessons on the on dog behavior and body language mm-hmm. at uh for the animal science class up at isu and they're you know young kids some are graduating some are halfway through and it's really cool to see each year all these generations coming through and you know spreading many as we know 
as the years have gone by, the behaviour world has grown and the interest in behaviour and um, the opportunity, one, I have to get to to impart some information and then, two, they get interested and come and get hands-on experience at the Animal Rescue League. So some of those guys are already volunteering and, you know, they're going to be our future vets and yeah. future animal carers. And, yeah, so it's really, really nice to see. That's cool. And we have a, a call. We do have a call. Jim. I saw it flashing. I put my glasses on. Jim's, oh, no, at least you remembered your glasses today. <laughs> All right. Jim, are you, are you there, Jim? Hi, Jim. Yes. Hi, Jim. Do you have a question for us this morning? Well, I do. We've okay. got a cat that uh, is inside during the winter. It's normally outside uh, during the warmer weather. Mm-hmm. But about 3 a.m., it starts talking to us. <laughs> and we were wondering, is there any way that you can train it or learn to keep it quiet? I mean, yeah, it's just constant, it seems like, after about 3 a.m., okay. 3 to 4 so, so when it starts talking to you, Jim, at three or whatever, what do you do? Do you get up? Do you? Uh, what, what's your response to that? Well, uh, we have been getting up. Okay. And uh, but we've tried putting additional food down there for it overnight. Okay. And, uh, just like it's bored or something. Yeah, you know, this is a great question, Jim, and um, pretty common, actually, because what happens is cats, you know, they'll either start talking to you or we have some that start chewing on people's hair or jumping up on the bed and pawing at them. And the the thing is, is that we res- we typically respond. We respond either by getting up. We respond by, what do you want? You want food? We give them more food. We respond with even brushing them away. And for the cat, that's the attention. That's what they're looking for. So they realize that by me meowing and carrying on and you know screaming and doing whatever it's doing the response i'm getting from my humans gets me some of what i'm looking for so you know it's like telling people okay when he does it just don't do anything now that's going to go on for quite a while because you're going to have to retrain so to speak this cat and people don't really have the patience for that you need your sleep you need you know that sort of thing so one thing i would suggest besides you know putting down extra food before you go to bed i would suggest putting down some toys perhaps um for the cat like you know an empty box or um, some interactive toys we talk about where you know the cat can kind of play and entertain themselves with them um and and kind of and rotate those toys so different toys at night you know and so hopefully they're going to spend some time playing that'll be active for them you can also maybe leave on a radio or tv so that they hear the noise while you're sleeping and then you can also try to just shut them out of your room for a period of time um so that they just can't come into the room and bug you while you're trying to sleep and mick i don't know if you've tried anything else other than those things that have been successful for you but the key here is going to be to retrain them so that yep. you don't respond and they don't get up. And the hard part is not responding. Yep. Because what they'll, like Carol said, they'll try a little bit harder because it's always worked. And then when you finally get fed up, you go, oh, stop it. And the cat goes, oh, so you want me to annoy you 10 times now instead of two. <laughs> but yeah. uh, autumn, what's your thoughts familiar. on, oh, oh, sorry, Jim. Yeah. This sounds familiar. Yeah. And, yeah. and the other thing with that, do you just have the one cat? Yeah. Okay. And I don't know how you feel about this. And people always say, oh, you're just trying to, you know, get me to get another cat. So I'm like you and have six, but I'm not. (laughs) Um, But sometimes actually getting another cat, a cat friend for them, really can help solve that problem also. Because they have each other then at night. You know what I mean? They 
they can lay together, they can play, they've just got the company, hang the company's out. up yeah. and hang up, and sometimes that really works really successfully. And one thing you could do is you can foster a cat to see if that's going to work um, before you formally adopt it. Animal Rescue League has programs like that, and we have people that actually do that often. Um, you know, hey, I'm thinking about getting another cat, I just don't know, can you help me make a match? And we help you make a match and then foster and see if it works, but that's another option for you as well. Okay, there was one detail I ignored when I described this. She stays in a, a pen downstairs okay. at, at night. And, uh, so I don't know if that enters into the equation. or Yeah, it, pro- it probably definitely does. I think, Jim, we're going to have to take a quick break. Is it okay if we put you on hold and come back to you after the break? Sure. Okay, we'll be back in just a minute. We're going to take a break. We'll finish up with Jim when we come back from the break and take the other calls that are on hold as well. So we'll be back in just a minute. Welcome back, everyone. Before we went to the break, we were talking with Jim um, and his cat waking him up. So we'll continue with that one. Yeah, and Jim, I, I think before right before the break, you said that uh, the other piece of info there that's probably important, and it is, is that you keep uh, the cat in a in a pen at night downstairs. Is that right? Yes, it's a pretty large pen. It's got yeah. a litter box, or, you know, room for it to sleep. So what's the uh, what's the reason for keeping the cat in the pen at night? Well, because uh, she's pretty active at night. Side. Okay. All over the house. Now, okay. We're concerned about the kitchen counters. Yeah. Okay. Well, I it's definitely probably contributing. You know, cats used to going in the pen for a period of time, and then probably does start to get bored, um, and that sort of thing. So, you know, another cat is definitely something to consider. I don't know if you've got the ability to, instead of putting them in a pen, but you know, shut the basement door and let them have mm-hmm. a run of the whole basement. You could put some different toys down there at night. If that was the case, we can also work on, you know, teaching them just to stay off the countertops if that's the main concern there. There's lots of things we can do to deter cats to getting on countertops like plastic carpet runner that we turn upside down and have the nubs up and that sort of thing. But I'm definitely thinking you're right in the fact that the cat hits a time and it, it just ends up being bored. And so that's why the screaming starts. So if A, we could figure out a way that we wouldn't have to confine the cat to a pen. That gives us a little more leeway in terms of toys and it would have more space around the house to check out and explore and, and that sort of thing. And two, again, you know, the second cat idea that would definitely give the cat some company and they'd have each other type of thing. So, Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And now, in the past, <clears throat> used a little mist bottle uh, with water in it. Okay. Yeah, I totally yeah. would not do that at all. You would? No. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people, old, you know, kind of behavior always was, you know, use a spray bottle or a mist bottle when they're doing something, and that's kind of what will get them to stop. And really, you know, that really is not even, it just doesn't work. It either makes them afraid of the people because they know they're getting sprayed, they start to get more ratcheted up, more, you know, agitated, more stimulated. So it kind of sometimes actually can increase the behavior. Breaks down relationship with you. Totally. And they'll only stop when you're there with the bottle. Right. Because they're not that silly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so totally. So don't do that at all. We're going to try adding yeah. some different toys that they can use their mind to think about we're gonna uh see if you know there's a chance you can let the cat out of the pen at night and just close it up in a bedroom or a basement instead um so it doesn't feel confined and that way it's probably not gonna scream as much and then definitely when we figure that out um 
just don't get up, you know, that sort of thing, and definitely don't use the mist bottle. Okay. Yeah. It's been very helpful. Good. No sure problem. No, we're happy to help. And please call back and let us know how it goes, yeah. Jim. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah. Thank you so Thank much, you. Jim. I appreciate you calling in. Thank you for your time. You bet. All Absolutely. Right. I always say this, but I love when people care about their animals and their relationships with their animals and call in to see what we can do to help. So the, that's great. Yeah. Good job, Jim. We have good fun doing this. We have about three minutes till our break, but we have another caller. Hi, Treg. You've been hanging on for a while. Thank you. Hi, good morning. Um, so good morning. a new puppy, puppy next week. Um, she'll be eight weeks old. She's a shelter puppy. She was uh, good man. Uh, born in uh, born in a foster home and all that. So, yep. Um, but she's a lab a lab retriever slash, and the father was a full bred German Shepherd. Okay. Besides potty, besides potty training at eight weeks, what other things can I really work on at that age with the with the puppy? Yep. Uh, big things for me is potty training, um, mouthing, so the you know the nipping, the teething, um, using humans as toys, <laughs> and then social. Getting getting them um, used to different places, people in a positive way so making it all fun you know the world's a great place we're coming into winter so we're not going to be outside as much now of course the puppy won't have all its vaccinations at that stage so you shouldn't walk your puppy out in the streets but you can take puppy for car rides you can carry puppy you know when you're going through the drive through or you know people love to see them anyway Um, but just let them experience the world without touching the ground if that makes sense yeah so then about how old can you start training with commands and things like that, should I expect? Start training with what? Sorry, I missed that part. Um, when start doing commands. Oh, commands? Like say, instead, and what age do you, would be good to start that? Right now, the tomorrow when you get them home. Um, puppies at eight weeks old are very, very trainable. The other thing I'd do as well is having fun and play and treats and get them familiar with being touched all over, playing with their paws, you know, play with their feet and their nails so nail trimming won't become um, a concern in the future. So what you're doing is setting them up for success and now is the time. Um, Research has shown the first 14 weeks of a dog's life is the most important imprinting period of their life. So you've got a lot to work with at eight weeks. Also we have the puppy classes, the puppy uh, drop-in lessons and Great information on our behavior and training on our website as well that would really get you off to a great start. All right, great. And also thank you for your guys' suggestion on uh, the plastic runners for my cat. She no longer goes anywhere I don't want her. Call us or contact us through the, the station or through the, um, through the Animal Rescue League, and we'd love to help you out as much as you need. But if you go to arl-iowa.org and under behavior and training, there's lots of information, handouts, and, of course, our contact staff. Great. Thank you. Thank Thank you. Thanks so much. We're going to take another break. We'll be back in just a couple minutes, and we'll keep taking calls and answering questions. So thank you. See you in a minute. Welcome back, everyone. We're at that time in our show where we do our trivia question. Yes, and on break, Mick was fixing my headset technology problem because I not me today. My, yeah, it wasn't you. I ripped my. I have a. I have a trouble sitting still, so I'm constantly moving around, and I ripped my headphone thing. And anyway, Mick got a fix. So there we go. We're good to go. Thank good. you. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, so time for trivia. Um, 
you have a question, so I'm going to take it away. But the first person who calls in with the correct answer, and it's a doozy. Of the animal and the color. So two parts to this, the yep. animal and the color. Um, and they're going to call 284-1040. Yep. First and person who calls in with the correct answer, we're yep. going to send them an aerial animal connection mug. Yes. Yep. And what does Santa use to pull his sleigh across Australia? That's the question. What does Santa use to pull his sleigh across Australia? Mm, right? Yeah. So we're looking for the animal and the color. Yeah. Okay. The name of the animal and the name color. Name of the animal. Species. Species. Okay. Yep. A little bit different. All right. Yes. So. If there's any Australian kids out there. Yeah. They should know they the should answer. They should know the answer. Yeah. We already have phones ringing. Maybe Ooh. this is an easy question. Maybe there's some Aussies out there. Maybe so. That's kind of exciting. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we'll see, I guess. so. Um, yeah, it's because um, as as we've talked about, but it's summer in Australia. Have you been watching any of the holiday movies that I've been telling you that you needed to watch? Like The answer to that would be no. no. <laughs> Rudolph, Frosty the Snowman. It's now, a Wonderful Life, A Christmas you know, Story. I'll see it come on one day soon, I'm sure, and I'll be obligated to sit and watch it just so i can say i've seen it <laughs> then you can text me and you can say done i, I watched it right it's off my bucket yeah, list. yeah see there's the thing with you you'll just put a check mark in front of it and that'll be the end of that <laughs> yeah. oh okay so that caller clearly didn't have an answer to our trivia question so we uh we did have some questions submitted maybe we can go ahead and start working on a couple yeah, of those and we can that. always come back come off of those and come back to the callers but if you have a question or an answer to our question 284-1040 call in so um i had somebody that uh wrote in this week to our website and asked they've been listening to you mick and they mm-hmm. listened to the you know positive reinforcement and treats and paid out yeah so they came up with these little sausage treats that their little terrier just loves Wonderful. i think it was a terrier terry mix loves 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 and it, so they reached down to give him the treat and the terrier's so happy to get the treat it's biting her fingers now and she wondered like should she just toss the treat instead or drop the treat or what does she do to get him to stop doing that yeah, become a little crocodile yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah and that happens that's not uncommon uh, a couple of things we can do um actually we can go to our caller okay and we'll hold, put a hold on yeah. that one we'll yeah. see what we got for our trivia How's yeah that sounds sound? good that way we don't have to make joseph hang on forever all right morning <laughs> joseph Hi, Joseph. Hey, how are you today? We are good. good. Hey, do you have uh, answers for us? Uh, yeah, I think it's an emu. It's actually not. It's not a team of emus. It's okay. not a team of emus. But, no, but good guess. It is an Australian animal, so close. All right. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Joseph. Um, I'll give another hint. Yeah, and again, we're looking for not only species, but color. Yep, because yeah. that's important. Two parts. Um, it was a Rolf Harris song. Okay. Oh, Chris, a Christmas song. Okay. He's an, you don't know who I don't. Rolf I'm looking is. at you with complete <laughs> blank look, I realize right now. Oh. So, um, <laughs> okay. Crocodile puppies. Yes, crocodile puppies. So, when they snatch, yes. they, because of the treat, a couple of things you can do. You can, if you go to them to see them, you know, you can see them coming. <laughs> yeah. You just remove, like you pull the treat back okay. and just nice and calmly wait. Okay. And then you keep bringing it forward, and what they'll start doing is edging their mouth back, like oh, oh. Or you can put the as well, put the treat in your hand, not in your fingers. And I say to my dogs, gentle, and they might nip your hands, but they don't get the treat. Yeah. Because what normally happens, we have it in our fingertips. They nip. We go, oh, 
we let it go, and they go, oh, so I bite your fingers and I get a treat. Got right. it. Right, yeah, good point. When it's inside your palm and your hand is closed, you know, it's gentle, gentle, and then they will nibble less, 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 and then you reward when their teeth's not on your hands. Oh, that's brilliant. Why haven't I done that all this time? All right. The Rolf Harris hint might have got yeah, a few people interested. Yeah, I was going to say, interested. now we have a bunch of calls. Christmas so we'll take, up. Looks like Darren was the first one that called. Hey, Darren. Hey, good morning. Hey, morning. Do you have an answer for us? Oh, that's, that's got to be six boomers, isn't it? Kangaroos? Yep. yep. What color were they? What color were they? Yeah. They were, they were white. That's right. That's six right. white boomers. Okay, Darren, good job. Good job. Darren, stay on the phone here. We're going to get your information so we can mail you out your uh, Aral Animal Connections mug. Fantastic. Great. Thank you and so much, And how do you know Darren? about yeah. six white boomers? How do you know about that? Uh, my wife's a Kiwi. Ah, there you go. Oh, my Close. gosh. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. And, yeah. That's very All right, cool. Fantastic. Very cool. Thank you so yeah. much. Just stay on the line, okay? You bet. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so six white six boomers, which are also kangaroos. Six, yep. Okay. So six white kangaroos because it's too hot. And, so the song comes from it's too hot in Australia for the reindeer. Okay. So Santa hooks up six big white can, male kangaroos. Okay. And they pull they pull his sleigh across Australia. Okay, that's very cool. Yeah, that's very cool. So and well, the booming comes from. The booming in the sky. Well, I think that's they, what got me because I didn't know when you were talking about boomers. I was like, "What is that?" I didn't even know what that was. Yeah. So yeah. some people call kangas or kangas kangaroos. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of it's a song. Okay. It's a Christmas. It's a there you go. I have a Christmas song. Were you gonna sing the song for us? Ah, uh, we want to keep our listeners. Okay. <laughs> so <All right>. no. <laughs> okay. Well, great job, Darren. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for everyone who called in. That's yeah. so much fun. So, and uh, so you answered the question on the crocodile dog puppies with treats. Yep. that's a great idea and adult dogs will do that as well i've got one of mine will do that yeah and uh yeah you just know and hold the treat pull the treat back just nice and slow don't get upset with them and what they do is they learn if i do this behavior i get nothing if i do the right behavior i get everything it changes fairly, pretty quick that seems so obvious to me, and I have a terrier also, mm-hmm. um, and he constantly grabs my fingers, and why I wasn't just thinking, hey, Talk you know, to me. Right. Mm, <laughs> those little minor things. <laughs> I mean, I see you, like, all the time, but whatever. That's uh, all right. Yeah. I ask you cat questions, and, you know, we've done this together for, and we did eight our years book. now. Yeah, yeah, eight years, and we did our book. And, That's right. And still sometimes... Because you're so close to it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's hard to see, as silly yeah. as that sounds. I'm thinking when we hit 10 years, I wonder what a 10-year anniversary thing is for people who do behavior stuff together. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to look that up, see if that's silver, paper, what that is. So, Well, we did the paper because we've done the book. That's right. That's for those right. that don't know, Carol and I co-authored a, um, For the Love of Cats, mm-hmm. and we have the book the For the Love of Dogs, all from the Animal Rescue League. Um Everybody contributed their time yeah. and effort, um, and all the and with free of charge. Yep. I guess I just want to disclose that, and all the benefits for the sales of those books go back to the animals. Right. You can purchase those books at the Animal Rescue League or online, Amazon. Yep. I mean, lots of bookstores have them. So we look at it now and go, "That was a lot of fun when we were doing it." Yeah. It's like, this is a lot of work. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I love getting out updated information about um, having healthy and happy relationships with your pets yeah and how to address behavior issues in a positive humane and kind manner with yeah. your pets and so. we we're talking about spray bottles before yeah. and 
way back when. I used to use spray bottles too. Oh, me too. too. Absolutely. It's what we knew at the time. Yeah. And as we, that's a great thing about this. There's so much, and like teaching at ISU, all these kids coming through, <clears throat> call them kids because right. that's what they look, they're young enough to be my kids. Right. But their interest and then the science behind all the stuff we yeah. know now. Yeah. Um, once upon a time, we didn't have that. So we did what we knew and what people were learning yeah and now we just know so much more so we keep um evolving yeah which is right. wonderful it is and you know it's weird because the squirt bottles and earlier we we're talking about that i mean they do work they get your cats off mm-hmm. the counter and they also become afraid of you and they always wonder what you're doing when you're like pulling out a spray bottle on them yep. and just don't have a positive relationship with your pets and when you come to the new stuff and you think okay we can put down plastic carpet runner with the nubs or orange or whatever and they don't even think it's me you can have this so much better relationship with your pet so yeah it's very cool all that goes along with training techniques and all the things we've done over the years yeah it's going to be interesting what the next 10 yeah, years is Yeah, no like. kidding. 10 years from now, we'll be sitting here going, man, I used to do, you know. Carpet runners. Exactly. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway. I don't think the carpet runners will ever go out of fashion. I don't think so. Boy, they sure work for lots of stuff. And so. they're an environmental negative. Yeah. So it's the counter doing it. Right. And it's not a, a big adverse. Yeah. You know, it's, it's uncomfortable. Right. The mean yeah. kitchen counter feels really uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. So... Okay, cool. uh, another question we had that was submitted this week was uh, this. She had gotten a Labrador mix that mm-hmm. she adopted. It's about one year old. Um, and uh, she started walking with the dog. Yep. And the dog is weaving the leash in front of her. And so she's been tripping because the dog's over to the left and to the right or whatever. She was wondering if there are some dogs that just can't walk straight or if there's something she can do um, to get the dog to just walk on one side of her. Lots of fun stuff we can do, and this is the part that people dislike the most when I tell them, (laughs) stop walking your dog. And everyone looks at me and goes... Okay, I kind of love that comment. (laughs) (laughs) We have have bulldog types, so we're good. exactly. What I mean by is don't stop taking your dog outside, but if you walk your dog and they're doing pulling or doing the behaviour you don't like, the walk is the reward. So they're actually going to get worse. So what I ask people to do is stand at your front door or your, your driveway and have your treats and you take one step in the opposite direction. Dog follows, you treat. Then you take a step to the left. Dog follows, you treat. So what we've started to do is teach the dog where's the best place to be. Every time I move, if you hang in my proximity, you get a bonus prize. Then you do one step, then you do two steps. And you do three steps and ten steps. and Because if you can't do ten steps, how are we going to walk around the block on a nice walk? The goal for me when I'm walk, teaching dogs to walk is not by your left, not by your right, is simply, at first, simply have a loose leash. And then when we can do that for ten steps, twenty steps, and people, your neighbours will think you're crazy because <laughs> you're walking up and down your driveway and left and right. And then we go, once we get that working, we go one house to the left, one house to the right, and we build our walk up. It's like anything we do in life. We start in small steps and we build up. But if we continue to walk our dogs and they're being they're self-rewarding because there's so much stimulation and smells, it's just a blast, they'll only get worse. And that's a great thing for people with puppies because the moment they get vaccinated, they're allowed to walk them, they take them for a walk. Mm-hmm. I do the driveway walk. And a great way to do this as well is actually get a belt and put your leash handle through your belt 
so you're not using your hands because we have a tendency to try and physically control the dog. If you're really teaching your dog well, you won't need your hands. The leash is just a safety line. So I actually hook them to my hip or there's belts you can buy. We have them at the animal house where you clip your leash to and you just use your treats and you teach the dog to follow you, not you follow the dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. That's and it's cool. no stress. Yeah. Dog pulls, you go, okay, <laughs> yeah. we're going this way. The dog goes, oh, okay. <laughs> and then once the dog's following you around, you put a word to it. So let's go, walk. You know, we've got the old Barbara Woodhouse walkies that used to be on TV. Or, you know, And then the heel where the controlled walk comes later where I have the dog on my left or right. It doesn't matter. And I use that for passing people, passing other pets or crossing the road. So it's a safety. But then the dog, you know, I don't walk dogs their whole walk by your side. They've been in their home. They need to be a dog. But as long as you don't pull my arm out of the socket, I'm good. So, yep. you know, I let them smell and wander. But when I need that control for safety, I pull it, you know, ask them to come back in. We cross the road. And then so there's two words. There's heel and let's go. And they learn what rules for each one. Yeah, that's great. And how long does it take, depending on how much history they've got? And I always teach everyone in behavior, it takes as long as it takes. I totally need to get you a T-shirt that says that. <laughs> actually, that's not a bad shirt, actually. Yeah. I'm a trainer. It takes as long as it takes. Exactly, yeah. But that walking system is how we used to – I taught pelicans to walk with me. I taught seals cool. to walk with me. So why can't we – and they're like, that's amazing. Um, it's the same way as I teach dogs. Yeah, because we're not arguing, we're not pulling. And, of course, this dog would have some history. Yeah. So for, yeah. you know, a year and a half, I've always walked this way. But <clears> they <throat> learn so quick. And, of course, you give a treat for one step, then they've got to do two steps. So soon you're doing 50 steps before they get a treat. Now, in between, you still coach them when they're doing Good dog, keep it going. That's really cool. And if you think they're going to pull, turn the other direction and then reward them. Yeah. So, and, of course, we're happy to help you with that as well because it sounds good in theory sometimes if you haven't got the practice. Yeah. And, of course, when I get a dog and I demonstrate this for people, they go, oh, it does it for you. Yeah, I've had 30 years practice. Right. The other trick that people don't realize when trainers grab a dog is that the, the dog has no rules with you. They've got history with the owner, so they push those buttons and know what to get away with. And the trainer does the right thing from the start. And the dog goes, okay, what's your rules? It's like grandma's house, school, and home. There's yeah. three different rule sets. Yeah. So dogs do that to and cats, I yes. guess, do that to you as well. They know who they can get away with what. Yeah. So They all have me pegged as a complete softie. So. Oh, yeah, well. Anyway. They're happy. Yeah, as you also say, it's only a problem if it's, if you think it's a problem. Exactly. So I need a whole T-shirt with all your little sayings on yep. it. So anyway, we have to take another break. We'll be back in just a couple minutes to finish up this morning. So We'll talk to you soon. You're listening to ARL Animal Connection, part of our new, more live and local weekends on News Radio 1040 WHO. Welcome back, everyone. We're finishing up our hour. It's gone. Time flies. Flies, and thank you for everyone that's sending all their questions in and calling in. It's been always fun. It's, it's always, always good. fun to talk about animals. Yeah. It is. They're such amazing creatures. So, And something really cool that we have as well and coming up for Christmas, I might, I thought it would be a nice thing to mention, is crafts and paws. It's coloring with kittens. <laughs> How adorable is that? I need to yeah. go do that. So there's a series and coloring for kittens, but we have um, also an alum coloring book 
that we have at our Animal Rescue League, and it was done by one of the local schools um, in Des Moines. Yep. And I'm apologise, I can't recall at the off the top of my head, but they're all alums in the colouring book, and they are fabulous, fabulous pictures of of ARL animals. My dog's in there. there one you. of my dogs is in there, Reese. I'm going to have. I haven't looked at it yet. See, I, now you need one. I seen last year's, and I got like they are so much fun. Wonderful, wonderful designs and a great, you know, Christmas gift. Yeah, they are great Christmas gifts and so well done. I mean, the kids who do, I mean, seriously, so well done. You need to get one and bring it over and have Reese, you know, pop printed or something. And then frame that one page. Right, yeah. Nothing against all the other animals. Well, of course not. It's just you know Celebrity Reese. I I do. I do. Good point. (laughs) It's exactly right. Anyway, yes. And we, yeah, a couple other things. We have the Scrub-A-Dub dog happening today as well, um, where you can go out and even though it's a little bit cooler, but at uh, Scrub-A-Dub dog wash it and get your dog clean for $20 and get it dried off and smelling good while they're hanging about inside. I'm thinking I might take one of my dogs there. Yeah. She, she gets a bit smelly. How is your new dog doing? Dog? Well, she has the whip lip quiver when she breathes out now so she snores and then it goes so okay that's adorable i've got a video of it i'll show you later that is too cute yeah Yeah. i think i sent it uh to our web people our facebook people yesterday so she may pop up on our facebook with the with the lip so yeah we got lots of good stuff and of course you can go to our website on our events page under get involved and click on events and hit our calendar there and you can always see what's happening at arl-iowa.org and tree of life tree of life we're, we're getting wonderful donations thank you to everyone yep. uh, putting items for the animals under the tree um, it's wonderful yeah uh, really appreciate everyone's donations for that we use all of those donations for the animals uh for months because we get so many donations we're so appreciative of it we have you know about a thousand cats waiting for homes right now Yep. Tons of dogs, tons of small pets, horses, farm animals. So all the donations, so much appreciation goes out to the community for helping yep. us. And we've got some, it's not just our ARL locations as well. We've got some other, they're all on our website as well, but we've got great partners right in multiple areas around in Ankeny, Urbandale, Clive. So if you jump on our website there and um, help those guys out that help us out, yeah, that'd be wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So we're going to have to wrap it up because we're out of time. But thank you, everyone who called in this morning or submitted questions. If you have a question and you, you want to just submit it versus call in, you certainly can do that at www.arl-iowa.org. There's a section there, ARL Animal Connection. You can submit your questions there and Mick yeah. and I will address them. And if you want to go back from something in the show, that's on there now as well. Yeah. And thank you for listening, everyone. Had a great morning. Yes. Have a great day. And don't forget to pour it forward. Pour it forward. Thank you.